and did this in like two drops and yeah it's <laughs> fucking everyone lost their mind yeah and we're like it was so, it was so scandalous it's so funny that it's you you yeah. were the guy like I've, I've heard so much about it and i was like, like the director of the film has now got one yeah and he he like, loves it he loves it yeah and because he now works with his producing partner is Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. So Brad Pitt has one now. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> and I got sent a photo of Ben Mendelsohn wearing one. And it's great. It's like, it's just, it's just cool. Cause it's like, it's the shirt that like, I now have people like hitting me up and just sending me photos of like random people they've seen it yep. wearing it. It's been weird letting go of, I guess my um, metaphorical firstborn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> For yeah. like my physical. Totally. <laughs> firstborn child. Welcome back to another episode of The Flats. Couple of guests in today. Very keen to talk to Sancho back in The Flats. And we got Patrick from uh, Hollow Bones, Gold Street Press, and a whole bunch of other creative stuff too. So awesome to have you both in. Yeah, um, very keen to chat and uh, catch up as well. So what's been going on? What's been, what's been happening this week? You go first. <laughs> this week's actually kind of hectic for me. Um, and just grab that more. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, there, there you cool. go. Yeah. Um, yeah, this week's been kind of hectic for me. Uh, so, yeah, end of the year kind of for Gold Street always ramps up because we do greeting cards and, and gifts and stuff like that. And so yeah. Christmas is always mm. wild. And so we kind of look at it and we're like, okay, well, we better book a bunch of markets and, and so on and so forth. And this year we kind of tried to put an emphasis on rather than just doing like, like I think like the Hague Park markets and stuff are great. But we tried to put an emphasis on like specialty things and like a bit more of a, I don't know, interesting things. And so like Sunday we just did one at the National Museum, which was nice. actually pretty wild. Like it was cool because it was like a huge mixture of people. Like we're always like because Gold Street stuff, if you're not familiar, is very spooky. And yeah, so I was gonna say like gothic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always the black sheep of any yeah. thing that we do in Canberra, and so. Um, so with that one, I was like, National Museum, you know, it's a museum, so we're going to stand out like a sore thumb. Yep. But the crowd was like fucking teenagers all the way through to senior citizens. And so nice. we actually did quite well because it was just such a diverse range. Group, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so we had that on Sunday and then been preparing because tomorrow, Arvo, I'll drive to Sydney. We're doing another market. Uh, it's like a two-day like expo thing called the Oddities and Curiosities Expo, I want to say. Um, so we're doing that this weekend and then the following nice. weekend we're doing, come back to Canberra for another three day thing. So it's like right now I'm fucking in the thick of it. Yeah. Get your hustle on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Cause like I recently, um, I recently quit my full time job to focus on this. So it's kind of nice to yeah. have shit to do. I saw yeah. you posted about that. Yeah. Take the leap. Yeah. That's awesome. It's yeah. been a long time coming, but, uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So are you freelancing with Gold Street and then doing the band merch so, thing as well? Yeah, because, like, I – so, yeah, kind of hollow bone. Um, there's no, like, clear – it's all confusing. But, um, <laughs> like, I do – I want to put a big emphasis on Gold Street, like, with my time because mm. it's just something that I really enjoy. It's something I enjoy doing with my partner, Ellie. Um, and it's always something the way we're just like, we feel like this has legs if we can put the time into it. So yep. I wanted to put the time into it, but also like for years, I've just been freelancing as a designer for mostly music. Cause I used to work full time in the music industry. Um, and so I just kind of, that's the kind of to supplement the income, I guess. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but then there's also like hollow bones is also 
my, like I do clothing and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's all it's all it's a it's a mishmash of whatever I feel like doing really. Yeah, I remember seeing Hollow Bones like way back when, like first gen. Yeah. You were stocked in Trilogy. Yeah. And I just remember going through the racks and seeing it. And I was like, oh, what is what is a hollow bone? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like looking it up on socials. And I was like, oh, this dude's from Canberra. Yeah. Well, it's because like, like, yeah, it started out originally with me and two mates who I haven't seen for a while now. But um, their brothers got Adrian and Josh Jung. They're from Canberra, but they live in Melbourne. Last I checked, they lived in Melbourne. And uh, we started together like 2010-ish, yeah. something like that. And yeah, it was just streetwear. Like it was that was the, the height of everyone wanted to start a streetwear yeah. brand. Um, and so we did that, and we you know made stickers and t-shirts and stuff like that, and did okay. But um, and then eventually, uh, I just started doing it on my own. Those guys split off and started doing some other things. And then I was always doing that as a brand mm. while also freelancing stuff. But then everyone was confusing the freelance stuff, being like, "Oh, it's Hollow Bones." I'm like, "No, yeah. no, 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 they're different." <laughs> But the other thing didn't have a name, so I just was like, "Fuck it, just put it together." Mishmash, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, but it took years to figure that out because I was kind of just like, it was always, it's always been, like, the design stuff, like this, like brands and and band merch and stuff like that, has never been the main thing I do. Yeah. So it was always just figure it out on the side at night kind of thing. Yeah. And so yeah. it's always been. There's never had a clear direction. Yeah. yeah. You can see like a definitive style. Like it started off as more like illustrative. Yeah. From what I remember. And now you've got these gritty textures. Yeah. And that's, I think that was just because it was like back then, like I think when I started as well, I was like, I've come up from the hardcore scene. Mm. And then at that time as well, I think because I was touring a lot with bands at the time. And then I was getting sick of the hardcore scene. So I was like, fuck this. I'm only listening to hip hop. (laughs) (laughs) So all of my work was very like hip hop based. Yep. And then I think as I just got older, I was like, I like lots of things. Yeah, yeah. Put them all together. Yeah, and you realise you can just play, like, play around with it. Yeah. It doesn't need to be one thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But what do you what do you got going on? Like? Oh, I'm living the mum life at the moment. Yeah. So um, I'm pretty much just like focusing a lot of my time on the shop at the moment. Mm. So screen printing has actually taken a bit of a back burner. Yeah. Um, since I think about May, I haven't really taken on any jobs. Yeah. Um, Fair. Yeah, yeah. I think I was a bit naive with like how much like the body changes during pregnancy. Yeah. So like my ab strength at the moment, like yeah, is yeah like well, that, a jellyfish. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I just realized like with the screen printing, how much oh, of course, how yeah. much I rely on yeah, that um, and the twisting motion. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I've just had to kind of put that on hold until next year. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. How but, how is doing the shop with a, a little one though? Like how's it's wild. Yeah, because <laughs> like. Yeah. like cause, like, <laughs> Because like I, it's always I've always wanted to do a shop, but anytime I talk to a friend that's done a shop, they're just like it's all encompassing. It's, yeah, it it's is. your entire life, and I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, and so yeah. that, but also then having a child is your entire life. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. I've I've found it's been like a whole journey, kind of like reprioritizing things, yeah. and like obviously she's like my firstborn, and yeah. like. Um, she will now get a hundred percent of my attention or like the majority of my attention. And then whatever's left is what I allocate to the store. So it's been weird letting go of, I guess my, um, metaphorical firstborn (laughs) for like my physical (laughs) firstborn child. Um, but it's cool because you've like the shop just like you, you've got support and you've got, you know, 
workers and yeah yeah it's not it's cool you've got that ability to be able to go okay yeah i can kind of delegate a bit now which has been good and all my staff are wonderful and um have really picked up the slack while i've been away yeah fuck yeah um so yeah i'm really fortunate off to college yeah 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 yeah. that's what it feels like yeah yeah yeah. so you gotta let go yeah yeah. um but yeah i love it like um when she's old enough like when she can kind of sit up on her own or, or like move about i'll just bring her in yeah with me one day a week because yeah, I just totally. think it'll be totally rad for her to just meet the broad spectrum of people that come in through the store Absolutely. Um, well, and just like, yeah, just immerse herself in that well, community. Because like my mum was a youth worker when I was growing up. So I grew up in like from age two. Was yeah. In, well, it was a youth centre. And so I was just like there meeting all these people. So all of my friends as, as a kid were either people that I went to school with yeah. or 18 year olds who went to yeah. the, the <laughs> But I think that, I like, I think that was good for me. Mm. And I think being, like, have, bringing a kid to, a, like, especially if it's your job, so kind of, you know, two birds, one stone, but also, yeah, it'll introduce her to people that, like, I think a huge part of being a parent is making sure that your kid has good access to other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to be able to, like, communicate, yeah. like, her thoughts and needs and stuff. And I don't know, like, my parents didn't so much encourage that. So I was always, like, a shy kid. Yeah, they were yeah. kind of always, like, just follow the rules, keep a low profile. Yeah. Like, life will be easy if yeah. you do this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think the social... You found your way through that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, that'd be great. I think that'd be so sick. And then you can get a little mascot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Little buddy to help yeah. out. Yeah. And then when she's old enough, you put her to work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Minimum wage. Yeah. Well, I was talking to, like, I got into this long conversation on the weekend because, uh, like, over the weekend, we through Gold Street, we did a print of, like, just my favourite food in Canberra. And so I but just, just talking to some random person at the, at the market about Burmese curry place because mm. it's the one thing on there that's closed. Yeah. And, um, and I was just, like, talking about how much I love it. But I started going there, I don't know, over like 10 to 15 years ago, whenever it was in the interchange. Yeah. Where there was a kid there who would work the register who was like four. Yep. And then when it came back near Mooseheads and he was a teenager. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember you when you were a child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're still taking my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's Playing like, Game Boy and yeah. taking your money at the same <laughs> exactly. time. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so there you go. That could be her. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. her destiny now. Yeah. yeah. I love that when you see like the generational yeah, involvement yeah. in the mum and pop kind of stores. Totally. Yeah. Because yeah, like, like I've, I've got this big thing where I'm trying not with, with our little one. I'm not trying to push any of my interests on him. I really want him to find his own shit and be like, yeah. I don't want to. But also I love the idea of him like, yeah, working with us or doing anything that we do and just like making it. Cause like, that was the reason we started Gold Street is that Ellie and I were just, we just wanted to do something together, like yeah. something creative together. And so I love the idea of like when he's old enough, bring him in. Yeah. Him shit. And if he doesn't want to do it, that's fine. He yeah. Can do whatever he wants. But yeah. You can give him that. the option. I think exactly. that's what it's about is giving options and, Guiding them yeah, along the way. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's like, because like, I spend so much of my time just watching YouTube videos of like people going to delis in America or wherever, mm. just little shops and stuff and talking to the owners and, and everything like that. And the amount of times they go to like a bakery and it's just like, oh yeah, like my grandfather owned this and yeah. then it went to my mum and now it's gone to me. And it's like, yeah, it's like, I love that passing yeah. the torch kind of thing. So yeah, I think that's really cool. So yeah. maybe in like 50 years time, St. Joseph will just be an institution yeah. that's going through the family. Or she'll just be like, 
oh, my mom's a smelly hippie. Yeah. I want to be an accountant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Show me the money. That's, like, yeah. that's something I think about all the time as yeah. well. It's just like, because I think like with like fr- myself and like friends that have kids and we're all like, you know, fairly like alternative and yeah. you know we're, we're not so like buttoned down and like a lot of us especially like working for ourselves mm. or anything like that it's like what's the child what's the kid's reaction yeah because be? you know how there's like that rebellious stage where you're just like don't tell me what to do even <laughs> yeah. if it's something really cool exactly. like, yeah. well it's like my like best friend growing up when i was like really little like from birth her name was marley and her mum was a hippie she was named after bob marley yeah and then she, when she got to be an adult, she changed her name to Kate. And, was oh. like, and she was like, I don't want to be part of that. That's the, so I, beige. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just like completely like shunned anything to do with that. Yeah. She was just like, I just need to be normal. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, so it's, yeah, there's that reaction there. Yeah. So I hope he does like, I hope our kids don't do that. But it'll be interesting to see how. Yeah. They, yeah. And, well, like another friend of mine, I don't know if she wants to be named, I won't name her, but she's got a kid now who's now 15. And she's so. This is a friend of mine who I've known for twenty years. Yeah. So we've, we used to go to shows together and everything like that. And now her fifteen-year-old daughter is finding the music that we used to listen to. Mm. And she's just like, "No, I didn't want this for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I lived it, so you don't have to." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so, funny. so it's like, yeah, I think your kids will eventually just find things that you because, like, and it's like, there's so many things that I like that I would like find out that my dad did something as a kid or yeah. as, you know, when he was in his twenties or whatever, I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. So I'm going to get into that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it'll happen. Yeah. As long as they have an open mind, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And a curiosity that yeah. never dies with adulthood. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But, um, and but, yeah. where does uh, your passion for movies come from? Cause it's at the that's, moment, definitely a, a strong it, part of what you're mm, doing. It's a big, yeah. yeah, it's a big part. Is that a, a family, uh, Kind of. Dad, Dad used to show us movies and stuff as a kid, but it was kind of, I don't know, yeah, I don't know how that came about. It was just in school and, like, in high school, I was just like, I'm going to be a, I'm going to make it, like, be a filmmaker and I'm going to start it. So I, like, started doing, like, media classes and I was shithouse at school. I didn't. You should go without the mic. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, we want to hear these stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was, like, I was bad at school. I didn't pay attention. I didn't do well in classes or anything like that. So yeah. I just put all my attention into media. And so I, my whole intention for years was to be a filmmaker. And so I, I went to film school in Sydney and did all that stuff. And then I was like, this is hard. Yeah. And so um, I kind of fell back on graphic design because it's just something that I knew how to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. The movie thing has just kind of been, I don't know, it's just ever present. And so then when I started doing Hollow Bones again, I guess, as like, oh, I'll start making my own things. I was just like, oh, I just want to make T-shirts for movies that I like yeah. where they don't exist. And now the bootleg kind of thing is huge right now and everyone's yeah. got a fucking bootleg brand and there's you know you, you could type in any movie and there's 15 different shirts for it yeah I'm not saying i was ahead of it but it's like i felt like it wasn't as accessible when i started doing it i only started yeah. doing it a few years ago but um you do it so well you definitely know, have an aesthetic so, yeah uh, well that's like yeah i, I want to make sure that like it feels like if you buy something from me you know what you're in for kind of thing yeah and um and like i want to make sure it's good quality and everything like that but also just like it's not gonna like there's so many bootleg brands that just do like here's the poster and it's on a t-shirt have yeah fun. yeah and i don't want to do that shit i want it to be thought out a Re- bit and remix it yeah exactly yeah. make it a bit more interesting put your own flavor in yeah and it's like it's doing okay um, <laughs> this one's out there. yeah oh. yeah <laughs> that one is bizarre this, this is, this i actually the, didn't the crazy thing because it's like you i've seen these before i yeah. knew 
it was you. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Which is nice. <laughs> it's like, it's cut through. Like, yeah. it's really cut through. People are loving this stuff. Well, the Chopper one, I did not... I just... So, like, when I was at film school, I... The last, like, assignment we had to do was where we had to write a, like... It was, they called it our thesis, but it's not a thesis. Mm. Um, on Pick a film, write about it, and then talk about it in a larger context. And so I wrote about Chopper. So this was in 2005. So Chopper came out in 2000, so it was still fairly fresh. Mm. Um, I wrote about Chopper and, like, Australian crime cinema because I was like, this is a fucking, it's a great film. And so I wrote about that. So it's been, like, just in the back of my head forever. Yeah. And then um, when I started doing shirts again, I was like, well, I, like, there's no chance that there's ever going to be a Chopper T-shirt, so I'll do one. And I originally just did one, like, printed it my like printed like thirty of them and it sold out and I was like, Oh cool. Print another thirty, sold out. I'm like, cool. And then I kind of didn't have time. I started Gold Street, had a kid. Yeah. Blah blah. And um so now I, I work with some dudes from Sydney. <clears throat> Was it this design that you that did? That design, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just I kinda of did that design. Originally my idea for that shirt was to have all of the dialogue from that entire scene on the back. <laughs> yeah. And I showed it to a friend and he's like, no. Nah. Too much. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it's just, it's such a funny moment. He's it like, is. Yeah. And so he's like, no, you just got to, you got to simplify it. And so I did yeah. that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I re- ended up reprinting it earlier this year and it's just gone crazy. And like, yeah, I did not expect. It, it, it basically it. went viral, right? Well, like, yeah. Like it, it was, it was, an, it, I, was it that that brought back that, that line? Yeah, think, was it the T-shirt well, that brought back the line? Yeah. I managed to just by pure chance time it with this year being the. Well, no, so they tried to do a twenty-year anniversary for it, mm. but it was the middle of COVID, so they did the celebration for the twenty-year anniversary of the film this year. Yeah, and it was released on Blu-ray and all this kind of stuff. So it kind of had a bit of upswing from the people who made the film, kind of pushing it. Yeah, and then my T-shirt just happened to be out there, and. I was a little worried that they'd not like that. But be yeah. like, hey, stop selling a T-shirt with that shit on it. But then through, like, just a random series of connections, the director of the film has now got one. Yeah. And he... He like, loves it. He loves it. Yeah. And because he now works with... His producing partner is Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. So Brad Pitt has one now. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> and I got sent a photo of Ben Mendelsohn wearing one. Nice. And a friend of mine, actually, as I pulled up just outside, a friend of mine who works at a... He, he paints, like, motorbikes in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I've just been asked to paint Eric Banner's motorbike. Can you send me a chopper shirt? Yeah, mad. And so I fucking oath I can send you a chopper shirt. Yeah. So we'll see if he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> how many do you reckon you've sold? Did you... Over a thousand. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I, yeah, I never, never, never expected. Yeah. Um, and it's great. It's like it's just it's just cool because it's like it's the shirt that like I now have people like hitting me up and just sending me photos of like random people they've seen out yeah. wearing it and stuff like that. And it's just it's nice. It's that, so cool when you see it in the wild. Hey? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the like it ended up the director ended up getting one because this woman who she's like a she works in music in films and stuff mm-hmm. and she's worked on a few films that the director has done. And so she said she lives in Tasmania and she said that she was at the airport and just saw a guy walk past wearing the shirt. And so she just took a photo of it, sent it to the director because she knows him. Yeah. And was like, I just saw this. And he was like, get me one. Yeah. And so then she found me. Yeah. Yeah. Through that. So it's packed into the mainframe. Yeah. Did yeah. Some searches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird one. I didn't expect it to. It's really cool. Would you ever like, like officially license it? Like well, if they came to I you? I would fucking love to. Yeah. yeah. I would like, that was like, 
I think that was the original intention of this kind of shit was just to be like, I would love to be doing this for real. I'm not trying to, like, I'm not doing it to be dodgy. Mm. If I could do it legit, awesome. Yeah. But it's not out there, and especially Australian film. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just do Australian film, but Australian film, does, there's no money in it. There's no money for merchandising, basically. Mm. So there's no chance that these movies or whatever are going to have T-shirts for them. So I was like, well, fuck it, I'll just make them then. Yeah. And so, yeah, if, like, a company came to me, and, like, now that there's some Australian films that are kind of picking up, like, there's um Talk To Me. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah, I just saw that yeah. recently. And, um, yeah. Because that got picked up by A24 in the US, and yep. so A24 are very good at merchandising, so they did, like, a capsule with online ceramics yeah. from the US. <clears throat> I think they did a capsule collection with an Australian label as well. Did they? Like, um, I can't remember the name. Oh, shit, um, I didn't see that. I have to look it up. But, but yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so I think there is opportunities now. Start things are starting to kind of pop up, and there's yeah. some, there's a bit more kind of coming in, and there's like there's I think there's slowly, hopefully, more money and interest in Australian yeah. film kind of coming about, which could lead to other things, and then maybe that will come to me. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but um, come on, A twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, please. Yeah, the official bootleg. This time, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's a it's a weird one. It's not something that I ever expected to be kind of what I'd be putting a lot of energy into. But, mm. but it's cool. But the people want it. <laughs> I know, Hopefully. like my customers, like when they see the chopper one. Yeah. And the other one. <laughs> yeah. The other one <laughs> that shall, I don't know ha- cannot can, be named. <laughs> I don't know what we can talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're just. There is a just a certain design that was available and did had a lot of interest. That then drew some legal interest. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I probably won't talk about it on camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, don't, don't, don't get yourself into trouble. But, uh, but yeah. But like, they're just so nostalgic. Like. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It's just like, it's just things that it's like, I feel like they're obvious. Mm. Like, it's this, it's just these classic moments in, in certain films and especially like, because like I because I, I work with the guys at Brown Cardigan yeah. and they've really kind of tapped into that Australiana kind mm. of larrikin kind of thing, and there's just so much film and television in Australia that is kind of known amongst that community. Yeah, like and that, and then that, that extends to things like the the um, Chinese yeah. democracy, oh, the, the <laughs> democracy manifest one, um, and yeah, and so it's just like I just feel like a lot of the stuff is just like if it's done well and it's done thoughtfully and it's not doesn't it doesn't feel like it's just a cash grab yeah there's yeah it's not it's not hard yeah so i was, I was like why is no one doing this yeah yeah how did you link up with the brown cardigan they uh, page so so the the democracy manifest one <laughs> there's a friend of mine who i know through music he manages like cosmic psychos and the chats and a few other bands and um <laughs> and then he just messaged me one day and was just like so the guy in the on the shirt, um, who has uh, various names, he's like he's like I work with that guy. Like I I kind of represent him yeah. officially. Because I remember the chats like had him in the yeah, video or something. Exactly. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So because it's like Matt who manages the chats, he's a filmmaker, so he makes shoots music videos and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was working. He manages the chats and he was like doing a video, and um, and. They were like, we want the guy from the Democracy Manifest guy in our video. And he's like, how the fuck am I supposed to make that work? And so, and he's like, who even knows where that guy is? Yeah. 
And so he just started doing some research, found him. Yeah, nice. Told him and he's like, you're a phenomenon. And the guy had no idea. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're, you're a big deal on the internet. Yeah. And, and so he's like, and so then, and that guy, the guy is a painter. Yeah. And does lots of weird, like, paintings of himself, but like. Like abstract? Yeah, or? abstract stuff. Yeah. Like he does, he, there's, uh, there's a video on somewhere on YouTube um, where it's an interview with him where he did a painting of that scene. Yeah. Where it's young him getting arrested by old him. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's out there. Anyway, so my friend Matt was just kind of working with him. And then so they did some merchandise and stuff and yeah. just to make the guy some money. And then, yeah, Matt messaged me and was just like, okay, we're going to wrap up the merch. We're going to like close down the store and stuff like that. Yeah. So we want to do one final tea. Do you want to do it? And I was like, great. Yeah. So we did that tea. Did really well. It was awesome. And then, yeah, Brown Cardigan saw that, mm -hmm. hit up Matt and was just like, who did the design? Mm. Matt put me in touch. And then they were just like, well, do you want to do some stuff together? Yeah, nice. And, um, yeah, and they, they're lovely. It's just two guys. Yeah. I, I mostly deal with one of them. But, um. Is it really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched. Um, Gentlemen, this is democracy. <laughs> God, you, you, you've done it. You've done judo before, haven't you? He's a good actor too. Yeah, he's well, an icon. I think, I think he. One of the various stories about like who he is and what he did is that mm. he was an actor, like a stage actor, yeah. which would explain why he's so theatrical. But then there's, yeah. like, there's like stories that he's from the like this Hungarian or there's he has like various names. It's very who knows yeah. what's going on with that guy. But um, I watched uh, the movie like Napoleon, the new movie yesterday. And there's a scene in that where someone is getting dragged out of a room and they're saying, I'm trying to enjoy a succulent breakfast. And Do you then they it's get, a nod to that. And then they get arrested. And I'm like, <laughs> this is a fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Like, what happened? I was like... <laughs> so it's, you know, it's permeated through, through yeah. global yeah. culture. He, he owns succulent now. Yeah, but... exactly. You can't <laughs> it's say trademark. It. Yeah. I, I, yeah, at home recently, like, after I did that shirt, I described something to Elias succulent. She looked at me like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> At least in Australia, anyway. Yeah. Probably no one else yeah. knows what we're talking about. That's, that's the weird thing. And like, because I have a couple of friends from the US and who all follow Brown Cardigan, and they're mm. just like, there's this like weird interest in the US in particular for weird Australianisms. Yeah. And stuff like that. And so they know about that guy. Yeah. Because it's like, it's just so bizarre. And yeah. I, I'd like, for us, it's kind of just like, it's weird, but it's also, it's just, it's Australia. It's relatable for yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, um, I'm going to watch the other day. They do get some wild content that I'm like, where does it, where did, where was this video captured? Where did, so like, much of it is yeah. like people just like incriminating themselves. And, yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, fuck, go for your life. Like, yeah, have fun. Yeah. But also like, this could bite you in the yeah. ass one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's, it's great for our entertainment. So it's yeah. Fun. But um, how yeah. did that that connection with Brown Cardi and change your your business basically like that would have it's did that just blow it up yeah, yeah it's like it's really put a lot more eyes on it which is nice like mm. before I was like kind of just I would do some bootleg stuff and like I said like when I started doing the chopper thing I was doing 30 shirts at a time or whatever and like you printed some stuff for me yeah I yeah doing, I was doing 30 shirts because I was like I'm small I, batch runs yeah, yeah I don't just know, to test I, the waters I don't know if I could sell this yeah and so now it's I have a bit more confidence to kind of try things because I'm just like well like even if it doesn't work there's I could probably I could figure it out mm. and um and just yeah there's just more eyes on it which is nice yeah and so yeah it kind of gives me a bit more freedom to 
try some things and they're, they're yeah, super chill and happy about it and, you know, let me do whatever I want. Yeah. Nice. But yeah. It's, so you're like a resident designer for them now or is it like just a really, job by job? It's kind of job. Thing. Like it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, they like, they help me with my bootleg stuff. I do a few things for them. Like we did, um, cause they have like sweepy boys. Yeah. They, they've been done you know, for a while now. And so we did like a new release of that where I did the designs in September, I want to say, where we did like a couple shirts and some footy shorts and hats yep. and stuff like that. And so like if other stuff comes up where they're just like, actually, we actually had some other ideas that we were going to try out soon. But yeah, it's like if they've got some ideas and like, hey, what do we try this? Yeah. It's just they now know that I can do it for them. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of, it's not like anything official, but it's just yep. help each other out. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. The flexibility is good. Yeah, mm. absolutely. But yeah. But um. Have you any plans for the, the the shop? You were saying you're going to go back to um, to screen printing next year. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to try and like just grow that side of things, or is it? Kind I of, really want to. Yeah. So, like, I guess my dream is to have a space where I can like merge the two. Because yeah. currently, like, all my screen printing equipment's in my house in yeah, the downstairs, yeah. which. Um, it works um, for small volume. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like just before um, taking leave, maternity leave, like the jobs coming through were kind of like at the point where I really need to train someone else up yeah. and maybe upscale my equipment. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just a matter of finding a space that can fit. <laughs> well, that's because like if you want it to be like also serve as retail, then it has yeah. to be. Like, prime location yeah and, uh, have that walk through traffic and yeah. stuff like that and so yeah i don't like i don't know where in camper it's a hard one that. i've i've looked around yeah. um yeah. but it like it seems like maybe i might have to relocate to a light industrial mm. area and maybe focus online yeah okay. um and focus on shipping yeah um but i don't know we'll see we'll, we'll see how it goes i've been meaning to ask you forever because like yeah like, i've always wanted to have a shot like, why why did you open the shop in the first place like what was the drive um so first of all it was to create a space where i could sell my own t-shirts yeah yeah um because i would write to like a few different outlets um and it was at a point in time where um a lot of retail shop fronts were prioritizing rack space for like you know brand names that were were known and resonant and i was like why isn't anybody stocking my stuff (laughs) and like in hindsight it's because the designs were shit like (laughs) i look back at them i was like ugh. (laughs) Um, we all all go through that phase of yeah yeah (laughs) um and then it kind of like went from just selling my own stuff to then a few people in the community that would that i would meet that would vibe off the same wave and have things that they wanted to sell but didn't really know how to connect to the marketplace yeah 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 um so i was like oh it'd be cool to have a shop that also sells you know other people's stuff and then it kind of i realized in Canberra, you kind of have to guide your customers into new things. Yeah. And so I felt like I had to sell, sell some like established brands yep. to draw people in yeah, yeah. to then open their minds to like a whole bunch of other stuff. For sure. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how the store evolved, I yeah, guess. And then um, it's always been a dream to also have like a pocket gallery. Yeah, and so. Yeah. With the storefront window, the plan was like every two months invite someone else to do an installation. And it got like pre-COVID, it actually got like a lot of momentum and then COVID happened and I was like, this is is too hard. (laughs) 
Like I just did not have the resources to allocate yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, I've always just been so like, like, yeah, the idea that I've always wanted for a shop is basically what you are doing. <laughs> yeah, I think like, I remember having a conversation yeah. with you. Was it something about a mobile oh, I had, I had, vehicle I, as well? I had to actually. Yeah. Yeah, I had this idea for years where I wanted to do a shop in a food van. Yeah, yeah. Which, to be fair, I stole off. There's a there's an old brand from New York called Cookies and Cream. Mm-hmm. That, wasn't very big, but they did that because they were just like, we're in New York and we can't afford a shop. So yeah. they put it in a food van. So I have that idea. But I've like that's that was kind of stemmed out of the fact that I was just like, I can't afford to open the shop. I yeah. don't know how to do that. And then seeing you do it and it was just like, oh, no, this is possible. Yeah. Like I still don't know if I will, but I love that. I just like – I and that, but it's that idea of like creating that kind of a community around yeah. and being like, yeah, you can sell your own stuff and also giving opportunity to – yeah, smaller brands, yeah, or just like people that wouldn't necessarily be able to get sh- like shelf space, yeah, but also then creating that, like you were saying, guiding. So it's like if people are going in there for one kind of known product, yeah, and then they find three things that they wouldn't yeah. normally find, and then that then goes creates trust, and they're like, Oh, I can go back to Sancho's because I know there's going to be, shit yeah, that I, like I love introducing customers to new shit, yeah. and like I love hearing their conversation being like, Oh, this is fucking dope, yeah, like what is this? Exactly. Which your t shirts actually get a oh, lot well, nice. of commentary yeah. in store, yeah, but, um. But yeah, I, I just I, I love that, and it's like, and it's funny now as well because there's so many people that like I meet or like, like over the past few years, like I've met people like, like Brit who was on, mm. on this, and um, I've never actually met him in person yet, but like Hall, yeah, did the stuff over there. But these are people who are just like kind of I've met through disparate things or just like random other things, yeah. And you're the central like thing that like, everyone knows you okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but it's cool though because it just shows there's all these different people with like different interests or different backgrounds yeah or, you know, different trajectories but it's all they're all kind of like just vibing orb- off the same wave here. yeah yeah and that's sick i love that and so like having a space like that in canberra it was like almost unheard of mm. like because they're like it's just rent, man. Like yeah. that's what I've learned is like rent can be so prohibitive <laughs> yeah. um, and really dictates what can actually be established in a certain area. Yeah, totally. And if it hadn't been for the Lonsdale Street Traders yeah. pop up, like yeah. I wouldn't have gotten a foot in the door. There's yeah. no way I could have afforded yeah. the overheads. But that's yeah. like, and that's, I, I don't know why places don't do this because it's like, it happened in um in Newcastle years ago as well when mm. like, everything in Newcastle was just, like, abandoned and shit. And so then they did a similar thing where they were yeah. just, like, on – I can't remember the name of the street. Was it Renew? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And it's, it's, it's one of the street, Derby Street or something. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but they did a thing that where they were just, like, okay, your rent is $5 a year for the first year. Yeah. Or for the first two years or whatever it is. And then just, like, open a shop and see how it goes. And yeah. so all these galleries and cafes and shit, and it's, and it's bustling now. It's yeah. great. Because they just gave people an opportunity to – because, like, any business – the start of it is just finding your feet and figuring yeah. out how it flows. And so if you don't have to worry about rent. Yeah. You can take more risks exactly. and be a bit more playful in your approach. Yeah. But, yeah, they say, like, you don't turn profit for, like, the first two, three years yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, I remember talking about, like, the first person I spoke to about a shop because I was, just, like, when I was thinking about it, this I don't even know when this was, like, a long time ago, 15-plus years ago, 20 years ago. Because, mm. uh, like, one of my closest friends, Aaron, do you know Aaron Osborne? Sounds familiar. He's from Canberra, but he yeah. lives in Melbourne now, metal dude. Um, yeah, like I've been friends with Aaron for a very long time, lived together, all these things. Mm. Um, so he was friends with a guy named Lucy who owned like who owned Raven 
in the city? Do you remember Raven? Oh, is that Lucy as in like Lucifer Lucy? Probably. Like older guy? Older guy, yeah. Yeah, I think I started working... Um, so back when it was like the record store before yeah. JB Hi-Fi yeah, took over. Yeah, so yeah. I was part of the JB Hi-Fi takeover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I met him. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was there and, yeah, and so he did Raven, which was like a goth shop, basically. Yeah. It was in, I, I want to say it was like above Landspeed from memory, but I can't, yeah. fully, I can't fully recall. But, yeah, they just sold like weird metal shit yeah. and like corsets and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, um... But I was in there one time because Aaron was there to meet with him because he used to be in bands and stuff like mm. Lucy did. And so Aaron was there to talk to him about something music related and I was there. And I was just like, and I was like, oh, you've got a shop. This is so sick. I'd love to open a shop one day. Mm. And then Lucy was like, don't do it. It's yeah, so yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I totally get it now. Like, yeah. um, you know, like at Landspeed, there's yeah. the um, the dude that sits at the counter and he's always like <laughs> yeah. deadpan, like yes. super lovely dude. But as a teenager, you know. <laughs> Man, this guy's living the dream, and he don't even know it. Like, 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 and now I'm like slowly becoming, (laughs) morphing into that. So, like, before I came here, actually, I was working on a. There's a friend of mine from Brisbane who used to run a record store up there called Kill the Music. Yeah. Paul and Kill the Music closed in 2016. I want to say. Yeah, I think I remember seeing the posts about it. He he was the first guy to stock Ramones back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how I met him. But yeah, and like. So I'm doing a shirt for Kill the Music, even though the shop doesn't exist anymore. And I've done a couple since they've closed for them. It's just like he does one here and there because he's a wedding celebrant now, mm. which is bizarre. Yeah. Um, but he still he, he loves – and, like, people still have great fondness for that shop. It was like – because they had, like, in-stores and, you mm. know, did all sorts of cool shit. It's all clothing, music, all, everything. Um, and so I talked to him. I'm like, would you ever open the shop again? He's like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> It's like, it was so hard. <laughs> yeah. I reckon it's like the day-to-day and interacting with the customers is the best part about it. Yeah. It's the most fulfilling, sourcing the new products, yeah. getting the range right. I love that shit. But dealing with like tax, commercial agents <laughs> and the banks, Yeah, the dark triad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just grates you. That's, like, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> see, because I don't – like uh, actually, that, that sounds shit, but I don't mind – behind the scenes stuff so much like i because i talk about the shop all the time and then ellie for everyone else who's my partner uh she's just like you don't like talking to people you don't like strangers you don't like anything so why would why do you want to open a yeah. shop and i'm like i like the other stuff i'll do the other stuff yeah <laughs> but i reckon you're a good talker like uh, within your interests yeah yeah, yeah. If, I, if i have to yeah yeah <laughs> but, uh, yeah i think dealing with customers would be a thing that i I, I suppose if, it is, if it's your own shop, though, as well, because then it's kind of like they're there. It kind of filters it. naturally, like totally. your your vibe attracts your tribe type yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah, And it's like, yeah, the, the people that are coming to your shop clearly are interested in stuff that is yeah. coming from you. Yeah. So, yeah. I do get the sense. occasional, because like Lonsdale has gentrified a bit. <laughs> yeah. I do get the occasional like kind of like silverback boomer like yeah. walk in and like you can see the shock, like yeah. the visible shock. <laughs> and then they're like... Just walk straight yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's like, uh, yeah, the, the gentrification of everything. I was saying before, I used, to, I used to live around the corner from here mm. back before Braddon was anything, like when it was just like car yards. Kind yeah. Of like. And then I moved, like, and I lived in a few share houses. Then I moved to Melbourne. And while I was in Melbourne, all this happened. Yeah. And so, yeah, coming back and it's like, this is not the Braddon that I remember. Mm. <laughs> this is, yeah, there's like some, and it's like, even like with places like, because like with Gold Street, we do a lot of stuff with Pop Canberra. And, like, that's much more palatable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> than, than what you're doing. Yeah. Um, for better or worse. Um, 
but they the people there were like who like and we so we did a mural in in pop mm. and people were kind of coming past and even giving us like kind of funny looks like because we we did like a little bit of paint on the footpath oh i heard about Fucking, that it spread through like oh, all the Jesus residents upstairs. i was like what is this scandal and then i went and looked because i was thinking like it was this well, going to be this big atrocious thing but we were going to do we were going to do this whole thing spilling out oh, into really? the footpath and because it's like so the, the the mural kind of bleeds down into like just like swells yeah and so we're like we'll have that bleed out into the footpath and so that it's like this cool thing and so we're yeah. like well that's and so we're talking to Gabe who owns it and he's like, let's just test the boundaries with it a little bit. And see yeah. what it says. And did this fucking like two drops and yeah, it's <laughs> fucking everyone lost their mind. Yeah. And we're like, it was, so, it was so scandalous. It's so funny that it's you. You yeah. were the guy. Like, I've, I've heard so much about it. And I was it's like, like, it's like, it's so stupid because they're like, we're going to have the Bread and Street Art Festival. Great thing. Yeah. But like, they're like, they want street art, but they don't want street art. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just like, not there. We want yeah. it over there. Yeah. It's it has just, to go through X amount of approvals now, which... So yeah. And then you got the bakery down the road, just covered that, that old building. Yeah. Um, it's like a heritage building opposite Bensboe. Oh, yeah. Which oh, is just abandoned. Yes. Yeah, so it's yeah. It's just covered in... Love it. It looks awesome. <laughs> well, it's... And that would be a cool, like place to do that like five dollar a year rent. yeah like, yes. imagine that was just like every it's just sit there empty for like that's that's it yeah five three years maybe yeah it's been yeah empty. and you could just there's about four or five offices spaces in there yeah yeah just rent it out keep the outside the same yeah yeah, yeah. well that's, well, that's like, what i thought like when i first moved to braddon hmm. and opened up the shop it had like Newtown potential, yeah, like that's yeah. what I thought it would be- become. But it's, like, it's it's Canberra though, so it's yeah. yeah. It, it was on its way, like when they had the food truck, yeah, village yeah. down like, the road, and because I, I came back for like a visit one time, and people were like, oh, we're gonna go to the Hamlet, and I'm like, yeah, oh, fuck's that, and then I went there and I was like, oh shit, yeah, this is it like, was a vibe, yeah, it was cool, yeah, and so yeah, like it needs to be a bit rougher, yeah, like, just have that thing, and it's like, like what. It, you, what Braden used to have where it had those little like kind of like what where you started out where it's just like you have like a little yeah. like you, you subdivide a little area and yeah. put some little shops or little offices or whatever in it yeah. it's fucking great it's like yeah. we my parents live up in Wollongong now and um last last time we were up there we went to Port Kembla mm. and they're doing a similar thing there yeah where we went to this there's a little shop called Yakka which is like a bottle but they do like they sell like cheese and meats and they actually sell charcuterie, rec- yeah, charcuterie, but also <laughs> yeah. like also records as well. Oh, it sounds very like you, that mixture. It's like you know, pretentious, but it's cool. Yeah, um, but it's in one of those little things, and like just across from it, we found this guy who had a little shop front, and we're like, oh, so what? What's your story? And he's like, oh, I just I bought a deceased estate, and this is all the stuff that was in oh, it. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just selling it all in his shop, but it's cool because they're just like little places where it's like you pay a little bit of rent. Yeah. Have a shop for six months. Yeah. If it works, keep going. If yeah. not, close it down. And like I asked my mom about it and she's like, yeah, there was like a little co-op grocer for a while and now yeah. there's this and now there's a bottle of and there's Yeah, that's right. You need to do that shit. That's what Brian. I thought it would. I think that's how it started. Yeah. Like, and um, yeah, like I said, the rent's becoming a bit more prohibitive. Yeah. Well, so it really, uh, yeah, dissects what can and can't happen and I, in the area. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, it's funny because like when... Ellie and I were in Melbourne and we were talking about coming back to Canberra and we were kind of doing pros and cons and talking about it. And like Melbourne is obviously like a super creative place and it's, yep. it's cool, but we were just like, we missed the kind of the lower level creative 
scene, I guess, of Canberra, mm. how everyone kind of helped each other and stuff like that. And then we could see shit like that with like, yeah. the, the Hamlet and things kind of popping up in your shop. And we're just like, there's a, there's a, there's a kind of community here that's bubbling. Yeah, a vibration. Yeah. More like we want to be, we want to do shit in that because that's kind of where we came up and we want to go back and contribute to that in some way. Yeah. And then we got back here and not that it's, it's still cool and there's lots of cool shit going on, yeah. but then getting back when you're in it and realizing how much red tape there is. Yeah. The ACT government is terrified of everything. <laughs> yeah. And it's like now with like shit like with Gold Street, we've been doing some events like movie nights and stuff like that. Yeah. And like learning, no, we haven't really run into too many problems, but like talking to venues and stuff and finding how many fucking restrictions there are on yeah. places. Like we did a night at um, Shaking Hand, which was like yep. it's old transit, transit bar. bar. Yeah, old church bar. Um, and now that's closed down because... Oh, they've closed. They're closed because I didn't even go. I didn't get a chance to go. It was and they, yeah. they, it's because I, I I went there when it was church bar. I went there when it was transfer. Yeah. And I went there when it was Tuesday night karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the, they had laid it out the best that room has ever been laid out. Yeah. And like they that really opened it up. It was sick. It was they were doing really cool things. Yeah. Okay. But then their public liability got increased by like a hundred like fucking 100 grand like yeah. so much more to the point where they're just like we can't afford to ban yeah. book bands anymore because we can't afford the public liability yeah so they were like well we'll, we'll just try and operate as a bar without music and it attacked and it's just really? like that's I rough know, i didn't know it had shut yeah, yeah. yeah. like as in like yeah a few weeks ago wow and yeah. it's just because and it's like yeah and, and, insurance I, costs are they've been wild ever since covid yeah. like i feel like there's these like corporate institutions that even if it's not like directly related to COVID or whatever, they just use that as an excuse to exactly. be like, Oh, now your fees are going up because of blah, 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 blah. And even though it's not, it's just, it's, yeah. Well, that's, and it's like same shit with fucking supermarkets and everything yeah. like that, where they're just like, Oh, you know, supply chains, we have to put the price up. It's yeah. Like, oh, and fuck, it's like, there's off. no issue there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's nothing going on. You're just putting the price up. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And so like, but it's, I, I don't know the full story of it, but it's like, because what affected them in the CBD, because we had another night booked there that we ended up having to move because mm. they were like, oh, our insurance has gone up. We don't know what we can do events right now. Yeah. So we then moved out. We did a, we played the Predator. And so we did that at Gang Gang. Yep. And so the problems, that like the insurance problems, Gang Gang were not affected. So they yep. were fine. So that we went ahead and it was great. So yeah, it must be just a CBD thing. I don't know. Yeah. But um, have, you, have you seen the new bar Fun Time Pony? No, so I was looking that at that would be a good venue. Yeah, I don't know if they have a screen and stuff. But I was looking at yeah. it on Instagram like two days ago because, yeah, like um, I went and checked it out the other day and I was like, oh, this would be perfect for that. Well, I'm yeah. keen yeah. to check it out because I was, yeah went and caught up with last week. So a mate of mine has just opened a bar just near there in Verity Lane called Squeaky Clean. So it's cool. upstairs, like you access it via Verity Lane, but it's on the, it's kind of just above where the Phoenix used to be. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, and I was like, I'll talk to him. I'm like, are you worried? Because they're just down there and they're doing kind of like dive bar kind of thing. And he's like, ah, the vibe's different. So he's yeah. not mm. too worried. But um, but yeah, and then so I was like, oh, I'll look it up. And yeah, it looks sick. I want to check it out. Mm. I think it's going to be really good because yeah. that area had died off. Yeah. Mm. It used to be like the the central place where everyone would just go every week. That's yeah. it, yeah. The whole, the and so I think the yeah. more people that are there is actually a better Absolutely. For everyone. Well, and yeah. it's like, because that's the like thing. And it's like when we were there last Friday, Ellie and I had a, a rare date night and we went there and just seeing the kind of people flowing in and out. Well, mm. We were there for two hours, but just seeing people kind of move down because if you have various bars and like, I guess that's the vibe of that very lane market is that you have lots of different things. Yeah. 
people can just bounce through and move on to another thing. Yeah. It's like people aren't going out to go to one bar anymore. Yeah. Going out to go it's like a sampler. Do. Yeah. So you can choose your flavor. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, if you have two cool things that are, even if they are like they, this crossover in crowd and stuff like that, that's kind of great because then they both help each other. And it's, it's fun time pony in the old pancake parlor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought, yeah, which is fucking a great spot. Like, yeah. Mm. It's really cool. Yeah. But it looks good down there. And because the, yeah. they're opening a deli or something as well, I think. It's like a three-level thing, so the but each level is a different venue. Yeah, cool. Oh, it's okay. like a, a, a restaurant or something. Yeah. You know, cocktail bar and then the dive bar. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's nice. great. Because that's, yeah, that's it. It's like this, the, the city is really, not that I go out anymore, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it just seems like there's nothing on, really. Like, I don't know what the nightlife is in Canberra. Yeah. I'm pretty out of the loop of the yeah. nightlife these days uh, as well. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's like, I don't know. I, I, I used to, I used to work at the airport. And so I worked with a few people who were like in their early twenties. Mm. I'm like, where do you go? And they're just like, oh, no, we go to, we go to Grease Monkey. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's not really, like when I went out, we went to clubs. Yeah. So I was like, I was kind of, yeah. We've got know. a good question here from the, from the chat. Oh. Um, Whole friend of the show oh. in the chat. <laughs> he wants to know after your recent food um, illustration. Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite bar? Favorite bar? Fuck. I, or a nostalgic one too. So nostalgic mm. one. See, I I would was sharing because I I used to do I had like a lot to do with bar thirty two. Mm. Yeah. Because like I had friends who worked at the bar like who worked at the bar there. I used to book shows there. Yeah, and nice. so I was there just all the, like, all, all the time. Even, yeah. And even if I wasn't doing anything, I was just there. And so like Ellie and I was just, cause like, yeah, it's funny cause Ellie and I both grew up in Canberra and we kind of traveled kind of parallel, but didn't really know each other. Like yeah. we had each other on Facebook for years, but didn't really know each other. And yeah. then we started dating. And, um, so she used to go to bar 32 separate nights to me. And yeah. so we're kind of sharing things. And so we're like, I was telling stories about like, and so I have a lot of like fond memories of Bar 32, but I would not say it's a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but like stories of like my friend, Sean, who would, he had a thing which he, cause we had our friends working the bars so where he would do things called glass party. Yeah. Where every time you finish a drink, you smash the glass on the oh, ground. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it cause he knew he wouldn't get kicked out. Yeah. And then eventually it got to the point where there's like, you can't fucking do this. Anymore. Yeah. Stop yeah. breaking all that glasses. So he started doing spit party where he just started spitting his drinks everywhere. Oh. <laughs> and so like, yeah, a lot of fond memories from Bar 32, but I wouldn't... If I had the choice to go back there, I would not go back there. <laughs> but, um, like, one thing that I think is, like, sorely missed, because it hasn't really been replaced yet, is Phoenix. Mm. Phoenix has... It just had its own vibe. Yeah. Like, and, like, Ellie's... It was very unique. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Ellie's friends were all big... Like, they worked at Phoenix, and they had a big yeah. kind of thing there, and I only kind of went there sometimes. Yeah, I used to work there, too. Did you? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I liked, I liked the vibe of Phoenix. Once. Yeah. So when I heard that, like, and I, like, when I was here, I barely went there. But then when mm. I heard it was closing, I was like, that fucking sucks. Like, yeah. It, it seemed like a place that should just be forever. Yeah. So, yeah. It was very niche. Yeah. Like, and yeah. It, it's hard to do niche things in Canberra, I think, it. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And it's like, I think, yeah, the, like... I don't know where the people like because the like Phoenix also just had like a clientele that was just like where do these people live? Who yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now that it's closed, I'm like, where did they go? Yeah, I want, yeah, where did they go? Yeah. 
But um, there's nothing really comparable. Maybe, exactly. Maybe yeah. Smiths. Yeah, like Smiths like, actually. Maybe. Yeah, Smiths. I think yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think some yeah, Smiths split off would there. Just see that vibe. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's a weird vibe. Where did you used to go though? Um, I the first foray into my nightlife was when I went to art school. Mm. And a girl in my year was like, come to this. Oh, what was it called? Sorry, because I haven't slept much. So my <laughs> brain's really crap. But do you know where um, opposite transit, where the... Not Toast. Like, toast, that's oh, it. Yeah, toast, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Toast yeah, yeah. was my first foray. Yeah. And I just remember going and just being like, yeah. what is this place? Like, because yeah. it was such a mixed bag. It yeah, was like, yeah. it was my first uh, insight into like Canberra hip hop as well. yeah. yeah. Um, just like gothic nights. <laughs> yeah. Um, whenever they played like "Killing in the Name of" like yeah. by Rage Against the Machine, yeah. like the dance floor would just yeah. be pumping, and I just remember sweat dripping off the. Yeah. Like it was the most lo-fi space, and That's... they always ran out of alcohol. And it just, um, it's like from my memory of it, it was that it was just basically an empty room. Like, yeah, it was. It was just, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that when I lived in Braddon, so it was when I was like nineteen. That was yeah. the bar that we that was where we went to. Yeah, so yeah. Like if we went out, we'd walk into the city and go to Toast. Yeah, yeah. So many times because like this is it's like pre-social media yeah so you didn't never we never knew what was on so we'd yeah. get there and be like oh god it's goth night yeah yeah it was such a mixed bag but i loved it for that yeah, like yeah. and like i it was kind of like it started off as this low rumble yeah. and i just remember it just got louder and louder and there were nights where like kids would just spill out onto that courtyard yeah. area and like there wasn't much in terms of security yeah. <laughs> so it was like anything well, goes that, well that was it there was just like so many times where like because i would be like i was like 18 19 going there and then there were like friends of mine like this Dave, who's a couple years younger than me, so he wasn't eighteen yet, mm. but we knew that he could get in there. Yeah, so yeah. Go there, so it's like, yeah, there's like it was just that kind of place. Where yeah, it was just... and no dress code, like, because being more of a tomboy, I hated wearing like boob tubes or yeah, like dresses yeah. and stuff. So I could just rock in like with a you know torn pair of jeans and thongs yeah. and just yeah. be like let in. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love that. It was just yeah, yeah. It was it was a real kind of. I have this real like nostalgia for the. 90s like kind of because i like i said before when i was a kid all of my friends were like 18 at the youth center so they would talk yeah. about like when i was a teenager all i wanted was to be able to be old enough to go to gypsy bar yeah yeah i heard everyone talk about yeah. gypsy bar and then it closed before i was 18 so, yeah. I never, so i never went there but it's like but i think that crew like a chunk of that crew then went on to do it, toast exactly yeah. and so like that's it like toast just felt like that kind of the the, the tail of yeah. that period that i like just missed out yeah, on yeah exactly. <laughs> so I, and that era of canberra is like because there's all these like bands from that era that like my sister used to go see and stuff so before yeah. i was old enough that i'm just like yeah i have a real nostalgia for that kind of like yeah mid to late 90s period of canberra and yeah toast is that to me yeah. did you ever go to o'shea's in philip yeah. like the green oh, room yeah the green room yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that yes. was a neat little venue that I, was that was like really easy to sneak in yeah. as an underage yeah. <laughs> great story of my friend Anastasia um, who she had her 18th birthday at the green room because yeah. she's she going there and she was like there and then Gary who ran the green room was talking to her and he's like oh so what's the occasion tonight she's like it's my 18th and he's like you've been coming here for years yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like at there one time my friend Rowan came up to me and Rowan was a guy who I just knew from shows and mm. I got along with him, didn't like, get, yeah, again, pre-social media, so we didn't have each other on anything. And so I didn't, I just knew him from shows. I'm like, this guy's great. And then he came up to me at the green room one time and he's like, oh, do you want to come to my birthday party? And I'm like, sure. What is it? He's like, I'm turning 16. And I'm like, 
what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just because he looked older, so he just got yeah. on the shows there. So, yeah. yeah but it was, it was always a good vibe. It was very safe. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... And, like, that, and it's because I used to live in Western Creek then. Like, as, yeah. a, as a teenager, I grew up in Western Creek. So I could go to the green room and then just walk back home. Yeah. Just walk down Highmarsh. So, yeah. Yeah, I used to home. work at uh, the JB Hi-Fi in Phillip. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, yeah. yeah, that was, like, through some other, like, co-workers. They were yeah. like, come check out this place, this show. And I was, like, only 17 at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, But they were, like, just, like, stand in the middle of us and we'll all walk in <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And just up the staircase. Yeah. yeah. And just act confident. Yeah. yeah and got in. It yeah. was really cool. Oh, it's like, and that's. And that's why it's a it's a bummer that um no, actually I was talking to my friend that I mentioned before who's got the fifteen year old because so the fifteen year old wants to start sneaking into shows yeah and so we've had like I've talked to my friend and my friend's talked to her daughter being like I think sneaking in is good it's like the part of growing up and stuff like that it's just about being safe especially yeah. if you're a young woman because yeah. dudes are creepy yeah and so yeah we're like trying to find ways where potentially if she sneaks into a show, I'll go to the show and that way at least there's like someone nearby yeah. who's watching out for her. Like with her knowing or yeah. will you just be in with, the background? Like, <laughs> with her knowing. Like... <laughs> <laughs> with her knowing. But um, yeah, it, it's like I think because like, oh, yeah, I used to sneak into um, Church Bar yeah. when I was not old enough because it's so easy through that little loading yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> loading way through there. But I think it's a big part of growing up. You need to be able to sneak in. Yeah. yeah. But um. But yeah, see, that's like those old kind of, yeah, and and part I think they were part of coming back to Canberra as well, is because I was really missing Canberra. I had a, a shit job in Melbourne, where I fucking hated everyone I worked with. What were you doing in Melbourne? So I moved down there originally because I worked in advertising. Yeah, that was whatever. But then I moved to the music industry because I was already freelancing and that did some touring and stuff like that. So I got a job at a record label, which sounded great. Mm. The worst job I've ever had. Yeah. Okay. Mostly just because the. Like, my manager there, won't name him, fucking lunatic, horrible person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so I was, like, reminiscing of, like, things that I like. And so I, like, it's, we sell it on Gold Street. It's this, like, Canberra print that just has little squares of, like, just little things. And it was all these things that I just remembered about yeah. Canberra that I loved. Canberraisms. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so that's, like, there's Phoenixes on there. And originally yeah. I had Church Bar on there and, and stuff like that. Because I was just, like, yeah, like remembering all these like old venues that I yeah. used to love going to. And so, yeah, I love thinking about that kind of stuff. But yeah, It was like the golden era. Everyone has their golden era. Exactly. That yeah. was for me. And I still like those friendships that I made, like I still carry them through adulthood. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, when I like, when I was, because yeah, when I was 18, I moved to Sydney to go to film school. Mm. Hated Sydney. So I moved back when I was 19 or probably still 18. No, 19. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> but then the friends that, when I got back here, then it, yeah, started going to Toast, started going to yep. Phoenix and, and Shooters and Church Bar and stuff like that. And yeah, the friends that I made there are still my friends now. Yep. It's just like, that was, yeah, that kind of core. Bonding experience. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it just, everything was just a little bit shitty and you kind of had to figure things out together. Yep. And yeah. And so it was really like, yeah, formative. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Coming of age. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned JB Hi-Fi a few times. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, you, do you think that that had any influence in you starting the shop and how you shaped it? Um, or, or was it kind of like, this is what not I have to a, do? such a funny yeah. story about JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> so I got fired. <laughs> and that forced me to get my shit together. Because yeah. I was getting pretty comfortable in that role. Yeah. Um, Someone suggested bringing in weed brownies <laughs> to work. 
I brought them in. <laughs> a staff member who wasn't in on the inner secret <laughs> ate one, got sick. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Went home early, <laughs> and then upon investigating oh, HR, the office fuck. ladies, the fingers all pointed at me. Yeah, fuck. That's so. Um, for a while, because like Sancho is such an like a unique name. Yeah. Uh, I'd give out my resumes <laughs> to like other jobs. Yeah. They'd be like, are you Sancho of the weed brownies? And I was just like, oh my god, camera's so small. <laughs> like, like, I'm totally unemployable. <laughs> what? Because I, I worked at JB Hi Fi for a few years. Which which what years was this? Um, it was when they moved to the city. Yeah. Um, and okay. just opened up in the city. Yeah. Okay. So I worked at the counter yeah, as like the right, weekend right. counter yeah, manager. Right. 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 And me thinking like, oh, Sunday's really casual. Let's spice it up. <laughs> it was pretty dumb. Like oh. it's funny now, but at the time it was like, I love that, like anything could have happened. And yeah. So I totally get it. Like it was a liability. <laughs> oh. But that was like because the, the years because I like I actually I did two weeks at the city one. Would have been a few years after it opened. Yeah. And I worked for I worked in like the like CDs media whatever it was. Yeah. CDs, yeah. CDs. I can't remember the name of the manager, but he fucking hated me just from the jump. Was it away. Beardy Guy? No. No. No, oh, not, okay. not Beard. Yeah. Uh, oh, was it the store manager? Maybe. I can't remember. With the glasses? Glasses. And spiky hair? Yes. Yeah, he was on a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he fucking hated me. Yeah, Chris. I think his name was Chris. Because oh, yeah. Alex Young worked there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I was friends with Alex, and I think he's the one who kind of hooked it up for me. And I got there, did not get along with that guy, so I got let go. Like, that was like yeah, this isn't working out. And I was like, Good. but then. You would have uh, been a gun in that section, though. You would have known all well, things. Like, well, And then so I was, like, unemployed for a while. And yeah. then uh, I knew Damo, who worked at Warden. Yeah. And so he's like, I'll give you a job. Yeah, and so nice. And I started working there. So I worked at Warden for a few years. And I think I ended up going back to the city for a bit. I can't remember. Yeah. By the way. But, um, but it was that vibe where it was just like, I can get away with anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, because I think it was like st- still early-ish days for JB where they were trying to be like, we hire people with tattoos and it's yeah. cool. We're edgy. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so they kind of just let things slide. So yeah. then you'd be like, well, I'll push this as far as it goes. And then they're like, nah, no way down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also like JB got to the point where I just stopped going there. Like I don't, I don't think I ever actually officially quit and they yeah. never actually officially fired me. I just stopped going. Because they just don't roster you on type well, thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's because a friend of mine was working there and she posted on Facebook just being like, she didn't, she didn't even name JB, but she was just like, my job sucks or something like that. She was just having a chest shit day. Yeah. Was about so they went around to all of us to make us try and sign a piece of paper saying we wouldn't say anything bad about JB uh, on the internet. And so I was like, I'm not fucking signing that. Yeah. And then just got into an argument with them. And they were just like, and then I was like, hey, you've stopped giving me shifts. And they're like, yeah. Mm. And I was like, well, I'm, fuck you, then I'm leaving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so it was like, they were like, cool until they weren't cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no. But. Like, and I've still got some friends who still work at JB. Like, yeah. my friend Dave, who I mentioned, he work, he's in Melbourne now. He's a manager down there. So it's like, yeah, 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 nice. He still enjoys it. So, yeah. yeah. It's good for some people. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Not for everyone. <laughs> Not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, a few yeah. questions, final questions here oh. for, before we wrap up. But um, are there any plans for a collab between you two? On your stocking Hello Bones in the shop. Yeah. Could we see a, a collab 
We've yeah, talk, we've, we've talked, talked about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah, we actually like, talked about it a little while ago. We talked about it ages ago, yeah. and then I, I, it was my fault. I just kind of disappeared, vagued out because I, I was a lot on your plate. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Sometimes I'm not great at managing my time. Um, oh, neither. I think it's the create <laughs> like creative, yeah. just creative curse. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like with things like that because yeah. we were talking about it and you like sent through ideas and I was like, this is so fucking sick and I was yeah. so into it and I like started playing with some stuff and it was always in the back of my head like mm. whenever I go to sleep I always like just sit there and think about things that I'm yeah. gonna be working on and so I like was thinking about it for ages and like great and then I just yeah never did anything so I'm sorry no you're all good <laughs> I totally get it like it happens a lot when I like reach out for collabs yeah. and I like totally get it if the other person doesn't hit me back I'm just like oh they're in a busy patch yeah, at the moment yeah. like I'll, I'll leave them be yeah but yeah. I'm so I'm so fucking keen like I, yeah I'm, I'm keen too to, yeah. so it'll be like this year is actually 10 years of dirty laundry Fuck. um but I just don't have the energy to do yeah. anything no, <laughs> like yeah, at totally. the moment yeah, yeah. so I really want to throw down something next year yeah. but I'm just trying to figure out like where how and what kind of like funding possible funding I can get yeah totally um, totally but 11's yeah. a big milestone anyway no one hmm? talks about 11 so. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, sh- and should Millie move back to Canberra? Is another question. It's my friend Millie. Ah, oh, nice. I say yes, but also she's moved to Melbourne, and um, I think she needs to give Melbourne more of a chance because I fucking love Melbourne. Like I didn't leave Melbourne because I didn't like it. Yeah. Fucking, I miss Melbourne all the goddamn time. I love it there, but um, but also it'd be nice to see her more often. So. Awesome yeah. and. Um, one more thing I wanted to ask you about is I was doing a big deep dive in into Hollow Bones and your your music yeah. um, background mm-hmm. working for some people and some kind of iconic mm-hmm. um, yeah. things popped up and I'm like oh that was you like yeah. <laughs> the the um, the Briggs stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. AV original stuff like those those logos. Um, the violent Soho. Yeah. Was that the album cover? So the, I did. I yeah. didn't. I didn't actually. I didn't draw the album cover, but I worked on some shit with them. Because nice. um, that was when I worked at a record label in. in um, well, the, the yeah, the violent Soho stuff was working with at a record label, which they were managed by a guy who worked at the label, and then. Uh, James from the band started his own label mm-hmm. called Domestic Lala, which mm-hmm. is still going. Um, and that was kind of like an imprint of where I worked. And so I did a shitload of stuff at Domestic Lala and worked with James a lot, which was cool. The Briggs stuff was just, he used to be like a long fuck, because I've known him for, for fucking forever. Um, he used to be managed by a good friend of mine who doesn't work in music anymore. But, um, and so he hooked me up when Briggs did his first EP um so homemade bombs and um i didn't do anything on that ep but he was just like oh we need some stuff for i think i just did like some fucking like web banners or something and so i did some a couple things and then just met briggs i think i might have just moved to melbourne or i was just in melbourne a lot anyway uh met him got along with him really well and so we kind of just stayed in touch and now Mm. yeah and now i just i do a bunch of stuff for ab original and yeah nice i've got to fucking do a new logo for him at the moment which i haven't started yet um is that one of yours? Yeah. Yeah, so that was yeah. a t-shirt that I did. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah, he's just a good friend. He's just always been very, you know, very lovely and gives me good opportunities. And, like, it, it, when it started out, it was like I, I would help him out with things and then he'd be like, I'll pay you later. And it was like now he's actually got some <laughs> some people behind him. So now it's just like, hey, so then I'll get, like, copied in on an email for, like, he's doing a thing 
next week, I want to say, week after, he's doing another, like, show in in Shepparton. Uh, AB Original doing a show in mm. Shepparton with a bunch of other artists. And it's supported by Vic Government. It's called Always Live. And it's this big initiative they're doing. Like, Always Live is, like, brought out fucking Christina Aguilera. Oh, really? They're doing all these, like, shows through Victoria. Yeah, cool. And so then and AB Original are doing one. And so he just, I got copied in an email with the guy. And he's like, he's doing the artwork. Talk to him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, thank you. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so now he's got some, like, you know, some people behind him. And it's, yeah. it's, it's nice. He's, he's very, yeah, he's a very... Uh, loyal person. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think most creatives are, hey. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah, like, and it's like you don't help people out so that eventually they can help you out kind of thing. It's mm. just, but it's like, but like I got along with Briggs because he's like, he's obviously he's a rapper, he's a hip hop dude, but he used to be into like punk and hardcore and stuff like that. So yeah, we true. came from a kind of a similar place. So we just have that kind of similar, I guess, ethic about things. Yeah. And then we just like, the same shit so we just kind vibed. of yeah exactly so yeah yeah he's a good dude unreal awesome and Sanch, i also was digging into your website and saw those <laughs> awesome reviews that a few customers have left and <laughs> yeah. have there any been any other good ones recently the the google reviews but the one stars like uh, you should stock more supreme and <laughs> yeah. um, it was just the uh, story is just trying to be melted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was in the early days before Lonsdale kind of developed a yeah. bit of an identity, but it was just kind of in the pop up days and people were really confused with what the store was <laughs> and what I was trying to do yeah. and like they would just say these throwaway comments like to my face and I'm just like, This is just my livelihood. <laughs> like <laughs> That's the fucking insane thing I've noticed about with us doing markets. If you have like a, a in-person retail space, people are just like, "Oh, I can give you my opinion." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's like, and you can't escape because you're behind the counter. Yeah. Like, there's nowhere to go. It's like that. Nowhere in regular life is that acceptable. Yeah. Why are you doing this now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fucking insane. Yeah, it definitely get some characters through. Um, yeah, and, and now had, it's had just some the five stars all the time. I'm sure. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's something that like because like. Old Street doesn't have Google reviews or anything like that, as far as I know, but the idea of people being able to review me online terrifies me. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's funny now. Like you get, you kind of get this thick skin. Like I remember when the store first started, I'd get like, I still occasionally get shade thrown. Like, yeah. you know, like, this isn't a graffiti store. Like, and sometimes you get like out of town blow-ins yeah. just being like, you know, vandalism through and through and like, I guess my store is like situationally like teetering the line of like design and yeah, yeah. you know, it's not like a like a thuggish graffiti store. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can see they get a bit confused and then like majority of my staff are female and they're a little bit like yeah. what is going on here? Yeah, <laughs> like Yeah. yeah. Well, it's but like, it's just like whatever. Like yeah. it's the evolution of, you know, like things can't always stay the same. You no. gotta like evolve, change, adapt. Exactly. And you it's, know, and get it's, excited by some new influences. Yeah, like, you know, graffiti and shit comes. It's, it's an art form. It comes from that. So you're just supporting various art forms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's. I just feel like creatives, like all, like deep down, we're all vibing the same wave. Like yeah, we yeah. just want to have the freedom to like creatively express like our thoughts, ideas, yeah. influences. Yeah, exactly. We just like do it in different ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. Fuck. 
Unreal. So good to chat to you guys. Yeah. Um, thank you for popping in. Oh, thanks. It was an awesome chat and oh, yeah, keen thanks. to see these collabs and, and what comes next. Yeah, I've, like, yeah next year I'm, I'm fucking... Yeah. I'm keen. We're getting it done. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, guys. Cool. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you.